Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode, The Agenda. The Agenda. This sounds like a new Netflix show. It does, doesn't it? It's got that it edge does. to it. Yeah. It does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so Greg and I have been friends for a long time. We have not been in the same room recording since I believe the first or second week of January. I have been sick at least twice. Um, and I can still hear it a little bit in my voice. I'm feeling a hundred times better, but we have not, uh, I believe it's been six or seven weeks since we've, uh, been in the studio as we like to call it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's madness how fast time is flying. I don't know about you, but I cannot believe we're, we're almost all the way through February. Uh, and we in Canada, in, at least in Toronto, I shouldn't say Canada, because some parts of Canada have got wicked cold temperatures, massive amounts of snow. But uh, the Toronto area, we've been, it's been sweet, uh, unbelievable. It's five degrees Celsius today. And 13 degrees Celsius a while back and 13 degrees is what 30 plus 22 or 26. So we're in the almost the sixties uh, for those in Fahrenheit in the United States. But uh, we've been like, you know, I mean, it's one of those things that you're worried about from a global warming perspective and secretly a little happy. Although I did get, we had snow finally uh, a week ago uh, again, and uh, I was out with my snowblower, very excited. Only used it twice this year, but uh, you know, it's the it's the little things that make, make me excited. Yeah, so we've had one big snowfall, which then left. And then was it last week, early last week, we had another one, which was smaller. And I went out and shoveled and the next morning it all uh, melted anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, it is concerning. But at the same time, we've had a pretty mild weekend. I, one day, I believe it reached 17 degrees Celsius, which was pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, unbelievable. So uh, yes, yeah, so we're, we're still virtual today. Greg had a bunch of things on the go and, and so did I. So we just thought rather than me sitting on the uh, chair in uh, the front, uh, outside the front door of his house waiting for him, that I would just wait for him in my home studio. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> So let's continue on. Um, Greg and I have both been managers or bosses or supervisors of some sort for most of our careers. We've both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We'll start at the perspective of the employee and move on from there. And we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these things, uh, the learning points that we've received. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. And I know we're going to have a good discussion today as well, Greg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a good one. So the agenda, you're in a work environment where you experience some or all of the following. There's a group meeting with the boss and it is chaos as nothing is set out ahead of time. The agenda comes out for the meeting, but it is handed out at the meeting. There is an agenda, but the boss has no control of the room. So it isn't followed and nothing gets done. There is one individual who doesn't respect the agenda or the room. The agenda comes before the meeting, but there are no background documents available or there are too many. There's always a supposed last minute item every meeting. So what's up with this? How important is this subject and how does it affect our relationships and the work environment, Greg? Oh my goodness. 
because I've experienced all of them at one point or another. And right now, uh, post-COVID, we all the data shows that we are in um, meeting hell, uh, that uh, especially the more remote we are, we seem to think that remote means increasing the amount of meetings because some leaders need to be uh, feel that they're connected and in touch, and that means more meetings. So this has been amplified. Uh, these issues have been amplified um, by um, by by post COVID and COVID impact. I have had more people talk to me uh, desperate about meeting hell and needing to re-implement um, better guidelines, meeting guidelines, effectiveness of gathering. Um, they're in desperate need again. And what makes me laugh is that the things we're talking about, like 30 years ago, we were going through this process. So I think it's a cycle of, of this happens. But the end result is tremendous spin, because I don't know what this thing is all about if there's no details um frustration uh because of the overburden of meetings and when they are ineffective when they don't have clear agendas we're going to talk about that it just makes me so i'm 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 anxious of i don't know what this meeting is about i get in there and i'm frustrated because i got so much to do man and this is a waste of time and then so and so is bubbling up all kinds of things that aren't even there and it's out of control it just creates spin, frustration, anger, complexity. Um, it is one of the worst um, things you can do in an organization. And it's a simple thing. We're going to talk about some of the things you can do um, around agendas in particular, but meetings as a whole. I, I agree with you. I think this is a very simple thing. I think it's something that we've let get away from ourselves. I've been in a bunch of situations where the meetings are just so good, where there was an agenda and there was uh, background material if you wanted to read it. Uh, you knew who was going to be speaking. I've been in a regular meeting where I had a five-minute slot every meeting. And it was great to know that. And the minutes would come out afterwards, so you always knew what you had spoken about before. One of the best memories I have of having an agenda and just having really positive participation was... Uh, I was in a regular weekly type of management meeting and there was one uh, person who had a very special job. They were a special advisor. They were looking at a very specific issue and they had kind of a five-minute thing every meeting. But the subject they were dealing with was huge. It was going to be huge to the organization. This person had such awareness that they would take that five minutes and were very clear about what they were talking about could just reduce it down to what we needed to know. And then five minutes were, was out. And I, I love sitting beside this person. It's like, I understand so much about this topic. I have no interest in it whatsoever. But just the way they approached it, that they respected the room and their time slot. And I love listening to them. Like, it didn't matter to me. I was going to be retiring. It didn't really matter to me, you know, what the future was going to be with this because I wasn't going to play a role in it. But just to sit there and watch the mastery of, of being in a meeting with an agenda, with a specific time slot, and being able to condense that into a very useful, entertaining, and it's like you're listening to a five-minute story, a really good story every meeting. And, and to me, that was kind of like the Cadillac version uh, of what, uh, you know, a participant and, and how people that were running the meeting, it was just awesome. 
I, yeah, I agree 100%. You know, meeting etiquette, uh, or call it what it is, those folks that are really good at not only setting the etiquette, but actually managing the space and and managing their topics on the agenda. It is it's it's a gift for sure. But it it's it's something you can learn and and it also something that you gotta hold each other accountable to. And we're gonna talk about that. So let's jump into this and talk about as the manager what we can do to assist in this situation. And the question is do you play the role of meeting chair well? And there's some people that do not do a good job and there's other people that they get it. They just do a great job in managing the meeting. Yeah. And you know, the the number one question you need to ask if you are, quote, the meeting chair is, do we need a meeting? Because often we don't need meetings, you know, and, and I think, you know, this, this is, I know the title is agenda, but if you actually, if, if, if you, if you lifted it up even and said the meetings, uh, number one is, do I really need a meeting for this? And uh, there, I, I think we was on the last podcast or, or, uh, I, I was, I was, I was saying that there was a, I was listening to this other podcast of why meetings Greg, suck. Greg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why meetings suck and what to do with them. But the questions often are, do we need a meeting? Uh, and, and we are, as I said at the beginning, we are so overloaded with meetings and, uh, there might be a better way of doing this. It might be a phone call just to check in. It might be an email to ask responses. There's multiple uh, technology um, uh, connections, collaborative tools that allow you to keep things moving forward. But we leap to this idea. So the first question, yes, and, the, and a good quality of a chair is, do I need a meeting? I agree. I agree. And is there a healthy use of agendas? Are they provided in a timely manner with the background documents or links? If you're arriving at the meeting and you haven't seen the agenda yet and it's provided to you physically when you get there, it just limits the amount of success that's going to happen in the meeting because maybe you needed to read something. Maybe you needed to have a pre-meeting with somebody else so that you knew what was going on. And if you don't get it uh, before game time, it makes it really difficult to have a great meeting. Yeah, there's so much value in it. And, you know, like I do a lot of work on different learning styles. And there are a lot of folks out there that just, uh, you know, there's one tool I use called Colby and uh, Fact Finder uh, is one of the modes or one of the learning mechanisms within the uh, Colby. And uh, folks that are medium and high Fact Finder, which there's a lot of folks out there, require time to uh, take in the information. In order for them to contribute at their highest level, you need that review time because you're just not going to get the best of them. So as a good meeting chair, someone who's leading it, having stuff sent out ahead of time is so important. And having a healthy agenda that has clear uh, topics, uh, also what we're trying to accomplish with this topic, um, you know, these are some things I'm sure we're going to talk about, but it's just so important um, but the, the, the links are information ahead of time. Now there are people like myself who I'm a little bit of a fact finder, so I do dive deep, but there's others that I know that doesn't matter what you send at the time, I'm, they're not going to read it. That's not who you're sending this for. Cause those people can kind of wing it and, but don't let them take over the meeting. If you, if they, they're asking questions that they should have done the pre that's, I'm going to go on a little rant here, but nothing drives me more crazy 
then when it has been clearly sent out that there's a pre-read, the expectation is you read it ahead of time, and then one or two people don't, and they ask the same questions. The best chairs, when that happens, says, Alistair, thank you for asking the question. That was part of the pre-read. Uh, you know, um, and if you have any questions, you know, like don't don't disrupt the meeting or or have a follow up. Drives me crazy. Well, you stepped right into the next point, Greg. Are you keeping discipline in the meeting? If, oh yes. If it's on the agenda for a decision being made, then we're not going to have a twenty minute discussion. And if there's a ten minute item and you're going on for twenty minutes, then something else is going to be sacrificed in that meeting. So it's up to you know, the chair, the boss to keep everybody in line, keep people on time. And like, I'm sorry, Greg, uh, we're not having a discussion about this. We, we brought this up in the meeting before there's been background, uh, material to be read. We had a new position paper established. We're here to make a decision. It's time for a show of hands. Yeah. And this is where the meeting etiquette is really, really important, especially if it's a team that, that gathers frequently is to be able to say, listen, hey, we're going to, we want to talk about some protocols of how we're going to each show up with regards to these meetings, because we know that people are overloaded. We know that coming together is a beautiful thing and we want it to be a valuable, impactful thing. So here's the rules that we're going to have. Pre-weeks are read ahead of time. If you haven't, can't ask questions. Um, you can ask questions afterwards, but our expectation is everyone will come informed. Secondly, is that on the agenda, it's going to be clear as to not only what the agenda item is, but what we're trying to accomplish in that agenda item. So this is a decision-making topic. This is a an open dialogue where we're not expected to make any decisions. We just want you to come prepared with your ideas and thoughts to inform. So that, you know, being clear about that, but having that alignment is so key and equally as key as the second point is being disciplined. So if we have that alignment and Alistair shows up, you got to call Alistair on it. And then you got to have a follow-up conversation. Say, Alistair, you know, I, I'm sure you saw the disruption that occurred there. And I want to talk to you about our greed. Like what happened? How can I support you in coming prepared for that meeting in the future? What I like, uh, you kind of laid it out. This is what we're talking about. This is uh, what our intention is. You know, this is a decision-making meeting or whatever it is, but also the time allotment. If you have a 15-minute meeting and you have 12 things you have to talk about, then the discipline is also around the time that we're going to spend on this because something that takes away that takes more time is taking away from other things that are coming up and people might've been prepared and people have done the back reading and maybe done a little bit of their um, their own research and things like that. So the discipline is also about the time and, and, you know, as a manager, you set the tone for how the meeting's going to go, what the expectations are, what the discipline is and calling out one or two people, the rest of the people are going to see that. And just, you know, this is what is expected. This is a decision today. It's time to raise hands or not raise hands. So let's get on with it. So I love that discipline is another word for expectations. And if you set those expectations out and, you know, within three or four meetings, people are going to understand what it is. And when it's discipline, people really like that. They go, we get a lot of stuff done. I get my opportunity to say things. I get background material. So I understand what, you know, other people on the team are doing. Uh, I love that, you know, discipline is expectations. And as the manager, as the chair of the meeting, it's our role to model it, enforce it so that we can get some stuff done. Yeah, it starts with the next one, which is really, uh, are there clear expectations on getting items on the agenda? So mm -hmm. if I own an agenda um, 
be clear that if you want to add something in there, uh, almost got to back it up to say uh, if it, it, it usually has to be at least a week ahead of time, uh, because that allows if there and you need to provide any pre-read information. Everybody is loaded. Uh, so so you have to be thoughtful on how much pre-read there is, what time people need to consider it to think if they've got to kind of go and find out information to bring to have that effective dialogue. So really, you need to, again, it's those protocols, understanding if you want something on the agenda, um, here it is often what if there are regular ongoing agenda items like they're every month or every other week, often what folks will do is at the end, um, let's confirm what's on the next agenda with we're going forward. And if you're not on at the end of that, it has to be an extraordinary circumstance that you actually get something to put on like an emergency. And but again, what are those protocols that we're going to agree to commitments that we're going to agree to together? It just makes it so much more effective and then we can hold each other accountable. Well, two points down is that what's the what's the protocol for putting emergency items on? I've been involved mm -hmm. in a lot of like uh, systemic meetings where it's every week or every two weeks, and we would always get an email. Uh, if you want anything on the for this week's meeting, it's got to be in by nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Make sure you send everything to this person who will then create uh, the package, whether it's in person, uh, physically or electronically, and that's really good because. If all of a sudden they, they look at this and they go like, there's two and a half hours worth of stuff for this 15 minutes, then there's got to be a discussion about, you know, what's going to move to the next meeting or is mm. there maybe something that needs its own meeting, then a discussion takes place. But just a great way, like a central person to, uh, you know, put everything to, uh, uh, together and make sure that, you know, there's a hope that we can cover everything. So, but also that emergency, like there are times when there's an emergency and we've got to crash the meeting and say, listen, can for, for five minutes, can we talk about this? You know, we've yeah. lost a customer or whatever it is. And then, you know, after that five minutes, that's when the discipline comes in. This is a really serious subject. So we're going to adjourn this part of the meeting and we're going to try to get a meeting later this afternoon or tomorrow morning to discuss this specifically. And these are the five people that I think need to be in it. So, you know, the, you know, the expectations, you know, what happens if an emergency comes up? Because it does, Greg, but making sure that, okay, we crash that into the meeting. But if this is going to take up the whole time, then we're going to push this off and have a specific meeting for it. Yeah. And, you know, and if Alistair keeps bringing emergency stuff up, uh, every meeting, then you got to have a conversation with Alistair, but this, this stuff does happen. It does. And happen. again, making sure again, okay, it's an emergency. So what are you looking for in this meeting purpose of this agenda item? Um, what are the questions that you need to be uh, to, to, to send out or the things so that people can be prepared mm -hmm. to effectively respond in that meeting and how much time do you need? And just really, again, that's that, uh, that's that chair really shepherds this uh, with regards to it. I always found that uh, if the chair has an executive uh, assistant or there's some operational person that works directly for them, quite often they're the best person to uh, put this stuff together and understand it because they, they're probably, they see everything that comes across the boss's desk. They see the people in and out and, you know, they're probably the best judge in terms of managing the, the system. And there's a couple things you, we've kind of, there's a bunch of points we included in this discussion already in this last couple of minutes, but, you know, ensuring that the quiet people in the meeting get a chance. So that's part of that discipline in you as a, a chair, but it's also an opportunity to say, Greg, you know, has a bunch of stuff going on, but he's really quiet. Well, as the chair, as the boss will go, Greg, uh, I know you've been working on that thing. I'm going to put an agenda item on uh, for our meeting. And if you could give us a, a five minute update on that, that really good project you're doing. I know there's been a bunch of things that have happened that are really positive. It's a way of also drawing out some of the quieter members 
of, of your team, whether it's a management team or just a regular team. It's a really good idea. Uh, it's a great opportunity to drag people out of their quietness mm -hmm. and put them on the agenda so that people know what's going on. It gives them a, it encourages them to come forward and report on what's going on and, and, uh, and, and to report in a really appropriate way. Yeah, two other things that I think are helpful with that one is one is, uh, I, I've mentioned this before, but um, remove agenda items and replace them with questions. So if you have a, it, the, the, the first question we're going to get at is, uh, how do we do this in the best way, whatever it is, and then everybody come prepared with their thoughts and ideas. So they actually, and that we are looking for any thoughts and ideas, you know, uh, and so you really, the second one is, uh, having a rotating lead for meetings. Oh, I like establish that. The I like yeah, that. Est establish the protocols. And if you're the 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 lead or the boss or whatever in there, then then your role becomes in helping to support that person to be an effective chair. So you're 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 sharing the responsibility and by people people really understand the importance of protocols if they're trying to lead a meeting. Uh, and so by, by doing that rotating lead, it can be very helpful. And it also allows those quiet people who might not have a voice to actually have a voice because they're leading it. I've been in that situation and you know what? It's really hard for senior leadership though, to surrender that responsibility. I remember chairing a meeting and I'm brutal, right? I mean, you know, we got 50 minutes and there's 13 items. You know, I was like, okay, next. And and so it's really hard sometimes for senior management to, to give up that responsibility, but it's such a healthy thing to at least try to do and give other people. It You're right. It gives people a really appreciation of the dynamic of meetings when they are in charge of the agenda and the, and the actual meeting. Yeah. And the other thing is sometimes to, and this is uh, one of the things that some people do is to provide a timekeeper and call it out saying, okay, you know what? I know that I can be, to, I get talkity, if that's a word. Uh, but um, and I'm having Alistair as the timekeeper. So Alistair, what I need you to do is hold up the 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 flag when I've got five minutes left. Tell us when we've got five minutes left, so that you help. We really want to respect people's time. So I'm empowering Alistair to be the the timekeeper. So Alistair says five minutes left on the topic. We know. Okay. And, and again, it's shared commitments to protocols. Everybody knows that whoever's the timekeeper helps keep us on track. It's a great thing. We're grateful for it, even if we're frustrated by there isn't enough time. I love that. And the last question on this side is what type of meeting do you want? I remember, Greg, I was in uh, police college for some advanced investigation course, and we all had 10 minutes and we had to come up with, I think, some unique way of, of doing an investigation or managing it. And I was up third in the, in the, in the early class that was discussing this. So there's like 45 minutes and the guy that went up first was 40 minutes. And then, uh, the instructor went, uh, okay, we're going to take a, a five minute early break and we'll get, uh, into the next group. And he comes up to me, says, I said, I said, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Like the, the guy should have shut him down. Like the guy, it was, a, it was an okay idea, but it wasn't worth 40 minutes. And so two of us mm. didn't actually go and. I had prepared and all that stuff. And, and I was fine with it. I mean, it was, but I'm just looking at like this, you know, under my breath. And it's interesting because he was the same rank as me. It's like, you know, is your job to curtail this guy? Like it was a good idea, but it wasn't worth 40 minutes listening to. But uh, yeah, what type of meeting do you want? And if you're the chair, if you're the boss or you're the person that's gonna, you know, that's the acting, you know, monitor for this thing, do your job because otherwise it can be a, not a great opportunity. It can be frustrating. 
And it's a, it's a way to accelerate engagement and belonging and connectivity if you actually own it. And and again, we always talk about starting with a why. So, hey, um, folks, as we continue in these meetings, I'm recognizing that time is precious. I'm also recognizing that you each bring real wisdom and thoughts, and we want to be able to tap into everyone here. So I'm suggesting that we have some new protocols, and here are the things that we're going to commit to um, that I'm suggesting. Can What do you think? Anything to build? And then let's lock arms on this. But And then when you do it, then you have something to point to. So it is, remember we talked about this. This was our shared commitment. Alistair, thank you for your question. Uh, and and as per our agreement, um, I'd ask you to hold on to your 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 comments and then swing back afterwards because we need to move on to the next agenda. Thank you very much. Let's keep on going. Most people will love that. Um, I, I think everyone will love it. There might be a little bit of churn, and uh, you know, because I didn't get to to uh, prolificate what I wanted to do or whatever. Uh, uh, but but still, most of us are good with it. And if you let the meeting get out of hand and get out away from you uh, over a series of weeks, it's so hard to bring it back, Greg. It's mm -hmm. so bad because yeah. you're right. There, there's a certain group of people like to pontificate. They like to talk, sit there and talk and they're totally oblivious of the the time and, and all that stuff. So, you know, what, you know, you guys, what kind of meeting do I want? What do people want out of this thing? And you're right. When it's a really well-run meeting and everybody gets a chance and all that stuff, it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And actually setting the tone up for, and even if you have lost control, you can gain control again and just say, listen, I'm being vulnerable and saying, I recognize that really the last few meetings haven't been as effective. At least I haven't felt they're as effective as, as we, we have been, and they're really not aligned to our protocols. So we're going to take a deep breath and we're going to just, I wanted to bring forward our protocols to re-engage. Are these still valid? Is there anything else? And how do we help hold ourselves accountable? Because we've kind of slipped. So let's get back on track. You can do that anytime. And most people, majority of people will respect and appreciate it. So let's jump over to the employee. Number one, show up at all the meetings, ready to listen and participate in a healthy way. And I'm going to throw number two in there as well, Greg. Do your homework if required. If there's a pre-read or a survey or whatever it is, we all want the best out of a meeting. Come prepared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nothing more frustrating than than folks. And I'm, I'll I'll admit that there are times when I'm not as prepared as possible. But if I'm not prepared, I then don't take up time asking questions that everyone else has done their work from because it's the being, and I guess that goes on to number three, be respectful of other meeting participants. So sometimes like today was a swamp day. I was running from meeting to meeting and driving from different things and I was less prepared than I, I normally am. So in those cases, just, just, uh, um, you know, just, just, just show up in the most respective way. And, um, if you, if you, uh, hear something after read something after, and then swing back to the person and say, listen, I didn't listen, but here's another, I didn't have time to pray read, but here's some other thoughts, but not in the meeting, don't hog it and, and use your, uh, everybody else's time to, uh, uh, um, do something that you should have done before the meeting. And I really like that being respectful of other participants. And one of the things uh, really key to that is read the room and don't hog the meeting. Greg, I can think of six or seven people off the top of my head. If you let them talk in the meeting and whether it's, they're allocated five minutes or they're part of a five minute discussion, they will take 15 minutes. And, and, you know, 
there are so many people that go into a meeting, they're prepared, they're, you know, they figured, okay, there's a five minute section on this. I've got two points I need to make. And then they see that somebody else made one of them. I now have one point to make. And it's mm-hmm. that, you know, being uh, aware of what's going on in the room and we can all, you know, see the faces of the people that they just like to talk. And, and you're sitting there going like, we've already said seven of those things. Like, like just get to the point. What is it? And, and so as a participant in the, mo- in the, in the room, in the meeting, you know, being very cognizant of what's going on, reading it, listening to what other people are saying. And, and I've, I've been sitting in the room and they go, Alistair, your point. I said, oh no, it's covered. We're good. Like, I don't need to say anything. There are people though, that even in that situation, that situation where everything's been covered, will still want to talk. And, and again, just say, you know, like they've got three points and those three points have already been discussed. Yeah. And be an advocate for folks that aren't speaking. You don't have to be the boss to pull that Thing up if if I'm in a meeting and I look over and I and I've I've had a conversation with Alistair and Alistair has some really good insights and Alistair isn't saying something um uh you know you can uh say Alistair you know to you and you got to be cautious you got to be aware of who Alistair is and he might not want to say anything but you can uh, if if Alistair has said something you can say you know well Alistair and I were having a conversation earlier and I really thought this was a you know an excellent point Alistair, you mind? Would you want to share? Do you want me to share kind of the thought about such and such you said? Well, then that gives you a little bit of space to going forward. Um, uh, there are ways that even if you're not the lead, that you can um, step in and create space. Uh, I've been in meetings sometimes where I've seen somebody go, whoa, whoa, a couple of times, you know, almost to try and say something. And I haven't been the lead, but I, I, I will say, hey, you know what, just uh, before we go on, you know, um, Mary, I think you were trying to say something there that we might have missed. And and Mary might say, no, no, I'm good. But often Mary will say, yeah, the thing I was thinking about was this. And the, so you can create help create the space if your boss doesn't see it. I really like that. I think that's really cool. And don't uh, be afraid to suggest offline discussions or next meeting for items. I've seen this in a meeting and it's just a participant went, listen, uh, the wheels are coming off this topic. Obviously, there's a bunch of things that we haven't considered. Uh I, I, maybe this needs its own meeting or we need to put it on the next agenda so that we can do a little bit more work. You know, there can be another 15, 20 minutes of us discussing it, but there needs to be some homework done before we continue this discussion. And whether you're the leader or you're a participant, I've seen this in a bunch of meetings where somebody goes, listen, uh, and the, the item ends up being centered on their area of responsibility. They go, I think we need to have an, an offline about this and then bring it back to the group. There's obviously some work discussions, things that we need to consider. So rather than take up time now and we don't know all the facts that perhaps we do uh, some work and we come back to the group next week to have a more fuller and informed discussion. It's like, bang, good. Yeah, you know, the parking lot is one of the ones that, you know, often people will have a parking lot that'll that'll have on a flip chart if you're live or if you're if you're on the on the chat section it is and it, again if you have a really good product protocol that said if there's you know there's a hot topic that people want to dive deeper in or a new topic that comes out then all of us have ownership to be able to say hey this sounds like a new topic um and you know wanting to kind of hold us accountable to our protocols and our our guidelines um can i suggest that we put this on the parking lot for next session that's great. Or can we uh, schedule? This sounds like this is really a lot of passion. And maybe to your point, we need a little bit of a deeper dive on it. So uh, can I suggest we put it on the next level agenda or set up a separate meeting? Yeah, that's good. But all of us can 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 do that. And if you have shared 
protocols, shared agreements of how we're going to communicate. It doesn't matter if you're the lead or not. You can step in and hold us accountable to those. But the leader has to give the space for people to do that. And then we've also got to be comfortable kind of stepping into the crunchy sometimes. And uh, kind of more to that idea, uh, I've seen it in meetings where something comes up and nobody nobody had really considered it. It was kind of new news. And so the chair has gone, okay, well, I think we need to have a, you know, an offline meeting about this before it comes back to, to the group. Uh, seeing that we have a bunch of unknowns here, who thinks they have a piece of this? And then three mm-hmm. people put up their hand. Okay, you folks get together, report back next week. Um, and make sure if you're ready next week, make sure you get it put on the agenda. So who, who again has a piece of this? Thinks they have a piece of this? Okay, that's good. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. And, you know, we didn't talk about in the first, in the first manager, but always having that space at the end that says, okay, what do we agree to? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what are the, what are the follow-up topics? Who's going to take ownership for it? Closing a meeting with that at the end is always critical because then it helps you set up for the future. And it also, cause we leave with all kinds of stuff and then send out that summary sheet yes. so that you know because even i might even if i've been a part of that discussion i leave i might think something different and but when i get the the email or the follow-up to say okay his these are the next steps um then it allows that confirmation and alignment and it's great to have somebody there that um you know like a senior support person of some sort that's taking kind of the the minutes of the meeting and we'll send out something afterwards saying you know this is what was discussed these are the action items these are the things that are carried over so that I'll be quite honest with you, Greg, sometimes the discussion goes nuts and I can't remember everything. And it's nice the next morning to get this, this document, concise document from uh, like a senior support person that was sitting in on the meeting and he, oh yeah, that's right. I need to have a, an off uh, line meeting with Greg about this thing. So yeah, I got to get that done. Just, it's so helpful. Like the, you know, and we're getting into the wrap up. Uh, number one, I, th- I think we all need to think about what type of meeting we want to have, but uh, in the wrap up, my wrap up is this is a very, very simple thing. It is so useful. And if you've ever been in a meeting that is out of control, uh, it really does feel out of control. And yet I've had a bunch of situations where uh, the control, the, the agenda plays such a major role in that. And once people get used to it and understand it and value it and respect it and the people around the room, you end up having really, really effective meetings. I remember having a meeting once and uh a bunch of different stakeholders were there and it was supposed to be an hour. And at 35 minutes, we'd reached an agreement and I said, okay. And I was chairing the meeting. I went, okay, I'm good. Uh, okay. Thank you very much, everybody. We all know what we need to do. And I got up and somebody from my own organization came up to me and says, we still have another 25 minutes. And I went, <laughs> guess what? I just gave you 25 minutes. Back. Time. We're not going back into the meeting because all the agreements we just, we just created would unravel. Everybody's happy. Run. Run, go get a coffee. <laughs> I agree, hundred percent. You know what we what we know is that uh, a leading cause of of uh, uh, mental health issues, as well as um, uh, uh, productivity negativity, is a burnout. And uh, a big piece of this is meetings. Um, there's some recent studies that have. Uh, I think I talked to you about this before, but uh, you know the. Um, Oh, uh, death knoll days for meetings, meeting death knoll days where people just cleaned out any repeatable meeting on the schedules. Uh, and then you have to restart them. It allows you to really, it forces you to do it. But, um, there's some recent studies that have talked about, uh, 
the power of really looking and saying, do we need this meeting, number one? And then secondly, re-energizing shared uh, meeting commitments protocols save between 30 and 50% of time in uh, individuals and organizations. Can you imagine 30, what we can be doing with 30 to 50% more time, uh, both in finding balance in your life and contributing to greater impact in the organization? This is a big, big, big win. Um, and the organizations that respect people's times, that that really um, make gathering moments like meetings a powerful, important, and valuable uh, um, event uh, are more profitable. They have higher levels of engagement. So this is just a no-brainer. Um, and, and, but we have to have the courage to kind of reestablish it collectively. And then it's got to be a shared accountability. It can't be, here's the rules, live it. It's got to be a shared thing. I agree. That's excellent. Um, anything else, Greg? No, that's everything for me. So folks, um, we hope that some of what we spoke about you find helpful. We hope we didn't say anything that made you angry or we offended you in some way. And I don't think that's the case, but Greg, your philosophy, again, you know, probably lands really, really well in this episode. Yeah, we, we end every, every podcast with a great insight from an early coach of mine that said in our, in our dialogue, uh, there are going to be things that pop up that are going to get you excited and pop, feel positive and feel joyful, things that you're making traction on. And there are going to be things that are going to make you pause and maybe even make you a little angry because it's something that touches a nerve. Um, and she just suggested that for both of those things, they're beautiful opportunities for growth and learning and that we reflect on and we decide what we want to do with that. So we we always say at the end of our podcast that um, listen for those shifts in you, uh, the things that you felt joyful about and things you feel crunchy about and reflect upon and say, hmm, what is it that I want to learn and how do I apply it to becoming a better manager, becoming a team member? That's so cool. Um, shout out, Greg. Yes, shout out. Luanda Angola. Really? Interesting. Well, you know what? I just love that there are different um, parts of the world that are, are listening to us. And, you know, it's funny how it shifts. We were in lots of folks in the eastern part of Europe for a while there. Uh, for a while there, there was a... Uh, uh, upward blip of folks in South America, and now there seems to be a uh, more of a, of a blip in Africa. So it's lovely, and so we're grateful for spending the time with us. And uh, we hope that uh, uh, things that we say, the the things that we've done wrong and learned, they're going to be able to help contribute to a better workplace uh, wherever you are. Yeah, it's it's awesome. There's another new one too, but I'll, I'll keep that for next week uh, uh so yeah it's cool awesome uh that's it for me is that it for you that's it for me so folks remember people matter take the time with the people you work with they are an important part of your job your success or your failure talk to you next time take care <laughs>